Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Trackside with Randy and Terry. I'm Terry Turner. Right there is Randy. Randy, I got a question for you right off the bat. You ready? Okay, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I've thrown some unusual questions at you uh, over the years, but you know, I've got some notes here from some folks that are saying that you got a little extra time on your hands. So we want to know if there's a possibility you might jump to Washington and maybe run for Speaker of the House. <laughs> You're right. That that may be the uh, that, that may be the most unusual question so far. You've 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 brought a new standard to our show, there, Terry. Way to go. Well, uh, you know, I mean, over the years, we we talked about dreams that I had with dirt racing, <laughs> and somehow you you got involved, and there there was dirt racing. So. We need a strong, staunch conservative there in the house. So I just, you know, thought I'd throw it at you since you got some spare time. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure about that spare time thing, but uh, you know, uh, it's it's really. I think if you if you really want me to comment, uh, or is that a rhetorical question? Uh, you tell well, me. I, I'm always open for comment. That's what the show's all about. Because we got okay. Rusty coming up, I know he's going to have some comments. So. Ooh. So go ahead. Yes, why? Yeah, so he'll he'll definitely trump me. There you go. How about that for a pun? Um, <laughs> the the uh, I I would say it this way. I think what's unfortunate about uh, what goes on in Washington D.C. a lot is that um, they end up coming from where, wherever they come from, and they get there, and they lose sight of what they're doing, how that looks to those of us in, around the country. And, and 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 I'm not. This is really not a um, party comment. This is about um, the, the both parties. I mean, yes. you end up you, they end up forgetting who voted, why they voted, and how they got there. And and all of a sudden, the only thing that matters is what the, what is going on inside the halls of uh, of uh, Washington D.C., if you will, and right. it. Because I don't know about you, but I mean, you can't make a miniseries any better than this. Well, I, I think you hit an interesting point there, and that is that I think that they have lost sight. You, t- you, you use those words; they've lost sight. I think they've totally lost sight of the American comp- American people. Totally lost sight of it, uh, no doubt about it. Matter of fact, Andy Biggs. I saw an interview with Andy Biggs yesterday evening, and he said that quote I thought the UN was the most dishonest organization in the world till I got to the United States Congress. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know how we got very, off on all that. But <laughs> you started it. That's why we got off on all that. You started it. I know. So anyway, something for you to think about. And then here's something else for you to think about. All of us that didn't have the protective packet around our phone uh, got an alert y- yesterday, again, from the United States government. So it's obviously no where we all are, for sure, Uh, except some people, and I was reading this on, uh, and I'm not a social media guy, but just came across the X account there that Cindy has, that somehow New Smyrna racing schedule went to some (laughs) of the phones that were supposed to get the government deal. So, Rusty, I know you're there and you're listening and I think you're trying to be secret. We want to know how you did that. First, we conquered all phones, all phones that heard the beep. The subliminal message came through to go to New Smyrna Speedway Saturday night. If you heard it, you must go to New Smyrna Speedway Saturday night. I think this sounds, Terry, very much like... um this could be uh, an AI uh, impersonator of our dear and beloved Rusty. I'm not sure, but it, it sounds a little bit more like AI. And, and I, I don't know. Maybe maybe we need to check that out, although I'm not sure that anybody ever believed that uh, Rusty's intelligence was natural in the first place. So Well, and, and Danica is saying here on my screen that she was wondering why Rusty was so much more handsome than he used to be. Oh, there's the, okay, so it must be true. It's the filters. We'd like to have the real Rusty step forward, the real uh, Dorothy Kilgallen, please step forward. 
Wrestling Here I is am, really and I'm ready, I'm ready for the mass crowds that we're going to have Saturday night because of that big push we did with the government to get everybody to New Smyrna Saturday night, and you won't be disappointed because it's the Hoosier Pro Late Models in their fifth round, 100 laps. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've also got the Black Jack Seal Coating Bomber A's. They're always a lot of fun. The 602 Tour Mods and the E-Mods. So Saturday night, it's going to be a fun night at New Smyrna Speedway. Well, explain to everybody why it's called the Pro Late Model Six Pack. We run six lates. We actually have three, four divisions that we run uh, six packs with. We run six oh. races for the super lates, for the pro lates, for the modifieds, and for the mod minis. The reason for this is these cars are extremely expensive, as Randy Dye can tell you. Um, used yeah. to, you ran them every week or every other week. Used to, you ran them every week. Well, it's just not in the budget for anybody, whether it's the racer or the racetrack, to run these things every week. So we thought we would make these races a little more special. There's six races. Now, this is the fifth race of the Hoosier Late Model Challenge. The final race will be at the Governor's Cup next month, where it's going to be the Governor's Cup and Championship Weekend for those four divisions. What that's supposed to do is add a little bit more excitement to the Governor's Cup because now there's a race inside of a race. Your championships are being decided now. This isn't NASCAR championships because the NASCAR championships were decided uh, middle of, this, of September. They shut their points off at the middle of September. This is for the new Smyrna championship. Um, Brad May has been getting a lot of competition in the Supers. Don't know what's going to happen there, and I'm not at liberty to say some of the names that are coming for the Governor's Cup in December or November, but mm. there's supposed to be some pretty big names coming down so get ready for that but you can get started this weekend with the hoosier pro late model 100 you know well, I, i've got to terry let, let me tell you that that whole deal that that six-pack deal that rusty's talking about and he yeah. talked about he talked about the uh, four different divisions that right. have six pack have six-pack races i'm not sure if you understand the math but that equals a case Right, Rusty? Wow. Wow, we went there. <laughs> yeah, okay. There, there you go. Just thought, I'd, just thought I'd bring that up. That's all. There you go. Go ahead, Terry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Well, it's, it's okay because it's interesting. You, you, it's like you read my mind because I was wondering, does this six-pack, does this have anything to do with Rusty's behavior, some of his habits? How does this all – because Rusty, you know, if he does something, there's a lot, there's more than meets the eye. Well, it, and here's the thing. The six-pack is an old term that they used to use for some of these races. And we brought back some nostalgia when we brought back the uh, Sunbelt uh, David Rogers Super Late Model Series. <laughs> the Sunbelt was retired, not retired, but kind of laid to rest a few years ago. And we wanted to, to bring it back and relive some of the, some of the great history that that, that, that series had. Um, the late models, back then we were on Goodyear tires. It was the Goodyear Late Model Challenge. Well, we're with Hoosier now, and Hoosier was very excited to have uh, that series named after them. Um, right. So it's 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 a matter of trying to get people reacclimated with what once happened, bring the new people up to speed. Um, there's lots of history in all of these old races. Um, the Governor's Cup, you know, what is this? The 58th annual Governor's Cup. Lots and lots of history. That race did not start at New Smyrna. Um, it's been other places and ended up at New Smyrna. So there's there's lots of great racing history with it. Um, there's lots of great racing history with a lot of the stuff that we do. Well, the bottom line is for Saturday night, you got a case of racing going on, right? Yes. You will wow. get your fair share of racing Saturday night. And the Bomber A's, that's the four-cylinder class. Um, and that's the one that I put the 24-second rule on, which some of the drivers hate, some of the drivers love. Uh, and the reason that I put the 24-second rule on it, the cars were getting too fast. These are bone stock Dodge Neons, Chevrolet Cavaliers, uh, Ford Escorts uh, with, a, with a roll cage and some different modifications in them. 
Uh, this is our entry-level class. And, the, and the, the, the beginnings of that class was take a $500 car and have $1,000 worth of fun. Well, anymore, you can't find a car for $500, as Randy can tell you. <laughs> Those are gone. Those are history. Um, so it's the, the price is a little bit more, but we want to keep it to where it's affordable for people to test out their racing skills. So this is the entry level. Well, the cars kept getting faster and faster and faster. Well, once they get so fast, they need to move up into another division and not stink up the division for the entry guys. And uh, so we put this we put this time limit on them. And if they break out at this point, they have to make a run down pit road at 25 miles an hour, which just absolutely chaps their behind. Um, And then they can rejoin the field. So it's kind of interesting how it works out. Um, Now, people might say, well, if that happens, there's no chance that they can win. Well, we also do a thing called the choose rule, which if a caution comes out, the cars line up in the order that they're in, and unless you brought the caution out, when you come to the choose cone just before we go back to green, you can choose either left or right, inside row, outside row. You don't have to go where you were. You just have to be in the number that you were. So sometimes what will happen is if nobody picks the outside row, let's say, you can be in seventh, and next thing you know, you're in second because wow. everybody went to the low lane or vice versa. If everybody went to the high lane. It, it, it adds to the excitement of it, and you just have to watch it to see it unfold. Well, you've always got excitement out there. That's the key word for it, no doubt about that, and that is going to be happening. I, one last question for both of you guys. Can you tell me, or is it a secret, how much horsepower do the prolates have? Randy, that's a good question for you. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, they're, uh, the motors that, that the prolate models use, um, there's a few, there's a, I think there's three now uh, builders, um, and they're they're in the upper uh, upper 500 horsepower range, um, and uh, you know the, the super late models get into the uh, 600 plus horsepower range. So um, you know I think the thing that that I, I could tell you about the pro late model more than the horsepower is how how they've got a pretty solid set of rules that tries to get everybody on the same page. That that initially. Was intended to keep costs down, keep the competition good. What they took away from the from the motor, um, unfortunately, has become uh, suspension related. So shocks for these cars are, are just, gosh, they're so expensive, and um, mm-hmm. and the way that the suspension works. So always looking for an edge. And I think I will tell you that's the biggest difference in a prolate model today and what we used to call the limited late models back in the day is the corner speed. They're not, they're, they're not actually, they're not any faster, they're not as fast as we were uh, on the straightaway back in the day because we had, you know, pretty, pretty fast, big horsepower uh, two-barrel motors. But the way that the suspension is designed and um, the corner speed is much higher, much higher than it used to be. It's just the, the, car, the car works better on the racetrack so you can get through the corner faster. So better racing, but I will, more I will tell you, New, New Smyrna is, as far as I'm concerned, it's the Daytona of short tracks. I mean, it, it's a fast half-mile racetrack, and you can't go to New Smyrna Speedway, uh, expect to compete if you're underpowered. It just is not going to happen. The straightaways are too long, the turns are banked too high, and you carry a lot of speed around that place. Well, you've done it again. Another big, exciting weekend, Rusty. Give us the details on what people need to do, what time they need to get there, and what's it going to cost, and where are you? Well, and, and I'll follow up with what Randy said. If you come with anything not just right on your car to New Smyrna, you can have the baddest ride in the world. If something <laughs> yeah. is off, whether it's handling, whether it's power, you're out to lunch. So it's very important to make sure that you're on top of your game. A smaller track, you can go and wing it. New Smyrna, not at all. you got to be on your game. But you can look us up at NewSmyrnaSpeedwayUSA.com. Of course, racing action will start at 7.30 for the features. Keep in mind, if you get there before 6, and the heat races start at 6, if you get there before 6, it's just $15 to get in. Kids 11 and under, always free. Kids 
12 to 17 now just $5 to get in. We, we've done that for the families. Um, of course, we're located right on the action corner of 44 and 415. Be there! Well, amazing stuff at a very, very low price for some serious, serious race cars, serious race car drivers, and great racing. So, uh, again, as always, great job, Rusty. And looks like I just got a note for all those that don't show up for this weekend's race uh, for the uh, Pro Late Model Six Pack. Cell service will be suspended. Have a nice ah, day, see. Rusty, and thanks for all you do. Hey, we'll see you this weekend. Bye. Oh, all right. Well, like you said, Randy, that's some good stuff out there and uh, lots of horsepower. Uh, 600 horsepower, uh, that's, well, even the 500 horsepower, that's more horsepower than most of the races with NASCAR, unless I've made a mistake there. I believe I'm correct. Yeah, well, they, you know, there's a lot, again, once upon a time, it was all about just big motors that, that make cars go fast, but there's a lot more to it than that. And, um, so uh, the motor, the performance of the motors is very good, uh, no doubt. Um, but the, uh, but it's not just the motor. And I think I do appreciate the fact that they've tried to keep the, the motor piece of the deal in check as far as the price goes. But there does need to be some work back done again on the on the suspensions because that has gotten out of hand, and uh, the cost of the shocks is in, in, just insane. Uh, the cost to build the cars. My gosh, I, I was talking to a guy who was building or had a new uh, hand key car built the other day, and this is without the motor and without the transmission, um, what we call a roller, and um, it was it was in the six figures, and that's just that's just crazy. Holy cow! Well, that certainly limits the amount of guys that can race, right? Yeah, and I think that's one of the points that Rusty made. Uh, was about the different divisions that you have at New Smyrna where people can still afford to race. You just got to pick the division. It's almost like uh, it's almost like golf. You know, there's there's more than one set of tees. Go go pick the tees that best suit your game. So when you go race at New Smyrna, as an example, pick the class that best suits your budget, and um, and go have some fun. Yeah, that's 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 the real that's the real key to this whole thing is go pick the class that suits your budget and go have go have some fun and that's uh uh you know uh, you and i grew up in a day when we used to have a lot of fun in a lot of places that maybe we weren't supposed to but you know it all worked out okay um and uh now you know you probably don't have that that kind of opportunity as much as we used to so hey do some more speedway is a great place to do it and uh uh, I, you know, you know me. I like that racetrack. Um, one of my favorite that I ever raced on was uh, New Smyrna Speedway. Yeah, and they do a great job out there, no doubt about that. Speaking of great job, we we got a, several things to cover. I had to be out last week, so we didn't uh, didn't get to really go over a great announcement, which I'm going to throw to you in just a second, Randy. As far as Daniel Die, but uh, speaking of going fast and Daniel Die. How about sixth place in the truck series at Talladega, uh, followed by his teammate in 12th? That is big time. Well, you know, we've been getting um, – it, it, maybe the finishes haven't shown it, uh, but we have – we know that we've been gaining on it. And um, it was interesting because uh, in Talladega last week um, – uh, Blake says, hey, listen, don't get upset when you don't go out and set a blistering qualifying lap. We, we didn't work on qualifying. We're working on a race. So go give it all you, give it all you got, but we'll, I promise you we're going to race good. That's what he said. And um, so we qualified 29th, and, um, you know, we're all kind of grumbling a little bit, but remind, being reminded of what Blake said, and uh, from the drop of the flag, Daniel um, – he raced really good. I mean, they they raced on the bottom. They raced in the middle. They raced on the top. You know, he pushed. He he was a part of a of a of a line. They created their own lines. And, and it, you can look at the race. It, it was rebroadcast on Monday night on uh, Fox Sports One. So I was able to watch it again. And my perception watching the race live was, you know, he because he was racing so good. Most of the junk that was going on in the race happened behind him and that's that's the truth one of them that one that got uh, 
the 88 and the uh, and the two together, that one was really close, um, right by him. But um, mm-hmm. the all in all, uh, the trouble was was always behind him. That's because he was racing good. And you know, after the first stage, we went from I think um, 29th to 19th to 12th, and then ran in the, in and around that top 10 all the rest of the day and with the final uh you know the final uh green white checkered he was he started eighth and finished sixth so um told me uh that they checked the data on the truck and all that top speed during the race was 196.7 miles an hour (laughs) yeah so i mean i i gotta tell you i you know, I love Talladega. Uh, it has its own vibe. It's, um, I mean, obviously all the history, but I don't. I mean, just just walking around that place is different. Uh, the the asphalt in the pit in the garage area is kind of worn. It's not. There's not potholes, but it's just worn. The garages are older. You get a real sense of nostalgia there. Um, and then where I watched the race from. In one of the the boxes, um, it was um, it was lower than what you do here in Daytona, and I, I had forgotten the sense of speed. And you really don't feel that the same sense of speed in the car as you do when you're watching it. But boy, oh boy, were they flying! I'm just telling you, I was uh, even as a grizzled veteran as I am around the racetrack. I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is fast!" And it it was some kind of fast. Yeah, very very fast. And like you said and pointed out, it was amazing uh, to watch uh, because Daniel did spend a lot of laps in the top ten. Yep, on his way back up there in the, in the final restart. So yeah, you know, kudos to Daniel. Great job uh, to both the teammates there. Twelfth uh, is no uh, no shabby, and Cruz that was sixth in the last race. So. So with that, uh, the news is out. The contracts are signed. Uh, my bad, I had to be out last week. So give the fans a quick update because uh, Daniel is signed for 2024 and will be racing in the truck series. And then you've got an announcement for Vegas coming up here. So let us have all this good news. Yeah, so th- this was, I don't know I, I might, how, how well kept secret it was. But we had signed an agreement way back in July, actually the 1st of July, um, to go race with uh, Bill McAnally, so McAnally Higgleman Racing, MHR. Uh, they currently have uh, two trucks, um, the 19 Christian Eckes, who is in the playoff hunt, uh, and um, Jake Garcia in the 35, who uh, isn't in the playoff hunt, but really had a good year. Uh, he's, he's, he's done a good job and had a good year. Um we're moving over there. Uh, I, I really do appreciate Bill McAnally. There's a little bit of history with us uh, and Bill. Uh, a year ago in May or June, I think it might have been in June, um, you know, Daniel had had no road course experience. And um, so there was an ARCA West race at Portland. And we, we put a deal together kind of quick and went out to Portland and, you know that the first time we saw the car was when we went to the racetrack and that day, and um, Bill was there with his team and his daughter and his son and and uh, what great people they are, just fantastic people. And uh, uh, Daniel practiced a bit, went out and qualified, set on the pole, and um, and ended up finishing the race in fourth place. Uh, it rained like crazy. Our uh, heater didn't work. So our defroster didn't work and our windshield wiper quit working. So he had a hard time not only racing, he had a hard time seeing. But um, but Bill's a great guy. He is building an organization to win championships, and uh, we're excited to join him. Uh, we get to carry the 43 uh, over there with us, and we're excited about that. Uh, we'll be able to make some partner announcements here over the next few weeks uh, and just uh, – Super, super neat to be able to carry, uh, the, you know, the one more year at least in the truck series. Uh, actually, our agreement calls for 2024 and an option for 25. So we're we're thinking ahead, we're planning ahead, 
and uh, we're looking forward to spending the time with uh, with Bill. He's I, I talk to him about every other day. So great guy, fantastic organization. Yeah, very fantastic news. Is he going to be adding another truck for Daniel, or how's this going to work for twenty four? Well, right right now, of um, you know, you know, I guess I'd say they're going to they're planning to be a third a three truck team. I, I know that Christian's coming back. I don't know what the 35 is going to do. So right now we are a two-truck team, and we'll see what happens from there. Um, but uh, I, I know that Bill's objective is that they have they have three trucks. We know our crew chief, uh, Blake Bainbridge, who is our crew chief now, is coming with us. Uh, ah, our, great. Yep, our uh, – our truck, our, our hauler driver James will be with us, and uh, you know the rest of that's kind of up to Blake and Bill. Uh, we're we're just uh, we're excited though that that we're going over there. They've had a good year. We've worked with them. Yeah, at one point during the race uh, in Talladega, if you looked, you could see the the GMS cars and the and the uh, uh, MHR cars lined up in the outside lane, the third row, and they were all lined up together. So it's a uh, it's a cool thing to do, and, and we're excited. We think we'll have uh, uh, a lot, a lot more success, a lot better chance to win. And uh, and you know, as, as, as we've talked about, uh, GMS and and uh, Legacies particularly, their focus is now turned to the to the uh, to the Cup Series. And hey, that's I get it. Uh, I, I think it kind of that's maybe why we got in a little bit of a mess because I think it was. The shift in OE and manufacturers that hurt to make that announcement this this early, um, mm-hmm. but uh, Grant's still in the playoff picture, and uh, so we're pulling hard for the 23 and the 19 right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, congratulations to Daniel on that. That's good news, and uh, some more good news uh, for this season. He's going to be in the Xfinity car uh, at Vegas. Is that right? Yeah, so next weekend, uh, the following, not this, not, not this weekend, but next weekend we'll be in Las Vegas and the 44 again. Uh, this is going to be sp- uh, sponsored by Champion Container. And then, you know, we're, we're really excited about some, some local partners again. Um, uh, Orlando Longwood Auto Auction, which is where we do a lot of business, uh, is coming on board. P&S Paving, great group of people. They employ a lot of folks in this community. Uh, and uh, they're going to be on on board with us there. And John Hall Chevrolet, um, Glenn Ritchie, and his team are going to be helping us uh, with that event. And uh, it'll be that familiar 44 uh, number, uh, Petty Font, Champion Container uh, Wrap, along with those three partners that we just mentioned. And um, and uh, quite frankly, I missed one. Team Roundtree is uh, is helping too. So. Uh, it, uh, it is truly a community effort. Uh, this is a, remember I told you this when we went to Texas. Uh, Daniel finished uh, 17th down there. That was the highest finish that that car has had all year. Um, this is really about learning. Um, we're not we don't expect to go to Las Vegas and win. We go to and, and maybe we define the win differently. It's it's run all the laps, make the race, run all the laps. You know, learn what it feels like to be in an Xfinity car at these different venues. One more of those before the season ends, so that'll be out in Phoenix. And uh, and then here comes 2024 right around the corner. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, race fans, just letting you know, too, that the uh, the next truck race is on October 21st in Homestead. So uh, yep. you get to see a lot of, lot, lot of Daniel. And very cool that uh, John Hall Chevrolet will be on the 44 in Vegas. I mean, Randy, I think you'd agree with me. There's people all over the United States that have bought Corvettes from John Hall Chevrolet and Daytona. So, Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting for me. Um, you know, I, I've been Glenn Ritchie and, and his family and the Kellys and, uh, you know, they're just good people. And uh, we've been friend, friend, competitors, friends. I think um, – Maybe a lot could be learned about the way we compete with one another because it's not uh, there's no animosity, there's no hostility. It's just good, friendly competition. And um, uh, you know, I consider Glenn Ritchie and his family uh, my friends. In fact, close friends. And 
for them to step up and and do this, uh, I think it's an extension of what it's a, it's real true evidence of the relationship that we have. Yep, I yeah. want to sell more trucks than he sells, and he wants to sell more trucks than I sell, and uh, and we're and we're going to go do our very well best to win that uh, there. But in this situation, we're cooperating together to do something neat, um, and it's wonderful have the support of this community no doubt about it no doubt about that before we move off of trucks and uh, and get to the uh, to the exciting cup race uh big time kudos i mean one of our very first shows in 30 below zero at daytona <laughs> we had uh vp vp from front row motorsports on and great to see brett moffett from front row uh, win the truck race this week uh, very very cool to see that um also a scary time that turned out really good. Um, Zane Smith spins getting into his uh, pit stall, and his tire carrier was like picked up and tossed uh, on the from the back of that truck. Charles Plank is his name, and got up and walked away and, and went back to work. So that was one that uh, was frightening, and that made national news. Uh, uh, so some good news right there, Randy. Well, I think I'm pretty sure it was Phil Parsons that said it on the TV broadcast that um, he's so glad that uh, the training of our of the pit crews these days really they they start out as athletes and then they 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 um, they stay athletes, but it's, they take that athleticism and turn it into specific things relative to a pit stop. And if you watch that over and over again. What that guy did, Charles did, was very athletic. Um, yes. I would say without all that training, that, that ends up with a different result. Um, yeah. He did a remarkable job. Uh, and now, he even talked about, about it, Randy. He talked about the fact that he had been trained to relax on, in a situation like that, and you could see his body. You know, if he had stiffened up, it would have probably broken some bones. I and mean, you know from racing, you, you know, you've got to, approach an accident or something in a certain way. Actually, even trained us like that in baseball. So, yeah, he, he certainly uh, took advantage of his training. Well, and, and he what an attitude. And, and I think I saw somebody that already has a T-shirt <laughs> out, for, out for him. And uh, But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really for a guy that's been a fan as long as I have. Uh, pit road speed for um, Talladega, I think, is 55 miles an hour. It's hard for me to get the, the mile per hour part right because really it's done by the tack. And uh, I think the I think our RPM was second gear, 4400. Um, so, but I remember the day when pit stops were wide open, mm-hmm. no no mm-hmm. no pit road speed, no no timing and scoring about how fast you're going. You come in as hot and hard as you dare and you uh you know you jam on the brakes and 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 as you know me go back in history and you'll see where um where where that changed and unfortunately and this one had a little bit of that feel but all's good it all turned out okay yep no doubt about that god for that and you know gets hit by a truck another guy gets hit by Matt Crafton's fist. Um, very, very interesting with Sanchez and Crafton. Uh, you know, I watched the tape over and over again. I think uh, Sanchez pretty much took him out. Uh, Crafton goes and parks in the uh, in his pit stall after the race. Uh, tap on the shoulder. Some words were exchanged from Sanchez before that, uh, like threatened to kill him, etc. Um, you know, heat of the battle. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna have Mr. Mark play um, from, uh, from what Elton Sawyer had to say, uh, the senior VP of competition for NASCAR, about this. Crafton uh, fined twenty five thousand, uh, uh, Sanchez only five thousand. So let's let uh, let's let the big dog explain it. Well, I think if you look at our history with our drivers, uh, Mike, and how we've handled these situations, um, you know, suspension was definitely considered. Uh, We had long uh, 
conversations yesterday about that um, with our group, and we this is where we landed. Um, we felt like with some of the comments that were made, uh, you know, by Nick, and we totally understand that's in the heat of the battle, um, understanding the situation, but we just can't have those type of comments. So that's why he, you know, he received the the fine that he received. Uh, and then on Matt's side, you know, we looked at the fact that, um, you know, Matt had had some time to think about uh, the situation. It wasn't like both drivers got out on pit road, heat of the battle, they go down and, you know, they have, you know, a discussion uh, with each other. This one spilled over into the garage sometime after the event. So felt like it could have been handled different. And that's why Matt's um, fine was at 25000 And then having other um, people involved in that situation, whether it's family, whether it's pit crew members, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you're in the middle of that and you're trying to break it up, that's one thing. If you're in the middle of that and you're throwing punches, we are going to react. And we're not going to, you know, we're not going to tolerate that type of behavior. It's unfortunate. Um, you know, we plan to sit down with the appropriate folks at Homestead in a couple of weeks and make sure that we're all on the same page as we move forward uh, to, uh, you know, crown some champions uh, as we get to Phoenix. Yeah, Randy, pretty interesting. Uh, uh, Sanchez's father did get involved in that. That's what was uh, being talked about right That and was throwing punches. And uh, he is banned uh, from NASCAR races for the, uh, the rest of the year. Interesting situation, no doubt about that. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, do we have a lot of time? Um, no, no, we don't. <laughs> we got to take, we got to go to break. Would <laughs> you want to do that and come back or, or, or how no, do you want to go? Can go to break? Yeah. And come back. And then, uh, we got to, we got to talk Ryan Blaney and Talladega too. So yeah, let's, let's do that. We will take a break. Don't go anywhere because we have lots more to talk about right here on Trackside with Randy and Terry brought to you by Daytona Dodge Chrysler Jeep and Ram. Daytona's Garage, Bush Beer, Daytona Beverages, and Daytona on tap. Solar Fit and Southeastern Sports. We will be right back. It's almost Bush o'clock. A time for relaxing and unwinding with a crisp, cold Bush beer. It's the most refreshing time of the day. Wait for it. Three, two, one. Bush. Crisp, cold, bush. Enjoy responsibly. Bush beer. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, y'all, this is Chris from Southeastern Sports, 209 South State Street in Bunnell. Come and see the largest selection of in-stock firearms in Flagler County. 60-day, same-as-cash layaway. Got a huge used gun selection. Largest selection of ammunition. No matter what you need, we got you covered. Join the Rossmeyer family and Teddy Morris's Daytona Harley-Davidson Sunday, October 8th for the 29th annual Bruce Rossmeyer Ride for Children, benefiting Camp Boggy Creek, raising funds and support for children with serious illnesses and their families. Register today at rideforchildren.com for a police-escorted ride, catered lunch by Outback Steakhouse, and both live and silent auction. Let's ride for the kids at Camp Boggy Creek on Sunday, October 8th. Register at rideforchildren.com today. Sponsored by Hamlin and Associates. If somebody knocks on your door or a telemarketer's on your phone, you know it's not us. Hi, folks, this is Bill Gallagher with SolarFit. If you've been thinking about solar, we want you to knock on our door or call us. SolarFit's been a part of this community for over 47 years, and our customers love us. Couldn't say it if it wasn't true. Now's the time to go solar for your home or business. Give us a call at 445-7606. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Friday to you all. Okay, Randy, go ahead. Your, your thoughts. We've seen a lot of this. You've seen a lot of it for sure. We actually saw some blood uh, in this one, so give us your thoughts. Well, I, I think, uh, I mean, I, first off, El- Elton Slayer is a great guy, and um, I think uh, if you listen to him, very calm, very thoughtful. Um, you know, took, he explained, I think, 
more than just uh, giving the uh, their decision about a penalty, he explained the rationale behind uh, their decision, which is, I mean, I think that's extraordinary. You know, he didn't have to do that, but he did. I think the issue is this. It's more than what uh, I, I predicted, uh, that there would be fines, not suspensions. Fines and probation is what I expected. Uh, they didn't get probation, so, but I don't, but the disparity and the difference between the two fines, I'm, I'm surprised at. And, and here's the one thing that I don't think that they took into consideration, um, or at least they didn't say it. So that's why I'm saying they didn't, they didn't take it into consideration. Nick Sanchez has, um, been really aggressive in driving all year long. Uh, even this race, his spotter made a um, comment about, you know, I love you, man, but you got to be smarter than that. That's that's his. That was the comment of the spotter. And you you can't continue to be the, the frustration that came from the '88 was not in that only moment. Now remember. He was already out of the playoff picture, so so it, this is a season-long amount of frustration because of the aggressive nature of the way Nick is driven. Uh, you know, Nick was aggressive in the ARCA series. Um, he he is a very good race car driver. Uh, he he knows he knows what he's doing, um, and he makes no bones. <laughs> pardon me. About um, about being aggressive, um, but I think what he heard his spotter say was, "Yeah," and I'm paraphrasing now. It's okay to be aggressive. But you just got to be. You got to pick the right time. That's the paraphrasing of, of what his spotter said, and I think that's what you really saw uh, the frustration of the '88. Now we all know you've been in a few. I bet. And uh, I've been in a few more than I probably wish I had. Uh, anybody, maybe there's somebody out there that's never lost a fight that they've been in. I don't quite have that record. <laughs> um, <laughs> Neither do I. Uh, okay. Um, I have won, but I have lost. And uh, I think what NASCAR's expectation is, and, and I tend to agree with this, if you're going to get out of the car, both those guys, by the way, had their uniforms on. So it wasn't there wasn't as much time as maybe Elton had said. They still were in their uniform. They hadn't got to their hollers yet. They were they were walking back that way. And it, I watched it. I, I was it was uh, you know a few feet from where uh, from where I was standing, right. and um, ultimately. Um, the, there wasn't the typical, hey, what the, uh, were you doing? And, you know, you've got to be smarter than that. And there was not that, that lengthy exchange of back and forth. It was pretty quick and pop. And, um, you know, so so I, I, I would say there was still very much the heat of the battle. There was still very much, uh, there wasn't that cool down time that you, that you would like to get. So I, I, therefore, I think that maybe um, the way I think I would have done it, bottom line, cut all the baloney. Yep, if, if Nick got a $5,000 fine, then uh, the 88 should have got a $10,000 fine, and it, at least the 88 should have been on probation for the balance of the year. That's the way I would have done it. Uh, as far as Nick's dad goes, uh, hey, um, I, I don't blame him. Uh, for what he did, but you cannot have somebody who is not a competitor and not a team member interjecting themselves into that situation. So as much as you understand it, you can't have it. Well, and uh, NASCAR definitely made its point on that one. So, uh, you know, I'm sure the dad is quite disappointed that he can't be at the track for the rest of the year, but that's what, uh, that's what he gets for sure. So interesting. I have a similar uh, thought about it uh, as far as the difference in fines. I thought it was explained well. But, uh, you know, in, in closing on this, we can get to Ryan Blaney. 
seems that these young drivers, a lot of these young drivers just have a, uh, a different attitude than, than, you know, some of the older guys. And, uh, I mean, I get it. And I've been young once too, and been in a few of those myself, like you, like you talked about, but on the racetrack at uh, 180 miles an hour, I don't know. Uh, that's also day about that, but you know what? We are both huge fans of Ryan Blaney and what a wonderful thing to see him, uh, move on to the round of eight and win at Talladega. I think both of us have a great deal of respect and are fans of uh, Kevin Harvick as well. Uh, I've had some disagreements with Harvick over the years. Uh, so have you, uh, Harvick was beaten by, by, uh, Blaney 0.012 seconds, uh, separated those guys. You know, I'm all for Harvick. I'd love to see him win, uh, before he retires. And he has said several times he won't, he won't be racing in the cup series at all anymore not coming back not doing that uh but then uh, harvick uh after the race did not pass the uh, post-race inspection inspection and was disqualified for a loose windshield bolt um you know heard heard the crew talking about it the the uh the bolt had silicone on the threads and was covered with silicone you know i've read the talk other people talk about well it lets loose it lets air through the windshield gives them an advantage ah, i just hate to see that you know it's just like a black cloud harvick had some of the the worst luck and we know he's a champion and a great race car driver so i was really disappointed there randy yeah you know those things are things that the driver can't can't control you know look it's the car set up by the the guys in the shop and they make those decisions i think the thing that you can take from this is that uh there's no appeal they said there would be no appeal so um they got caught the one question that i think everybody and it's and it won't show up so i'm going to try i'm answering the question as i'm as i'm saying it well how come they didn't con they didn't see this in pre-race because you don't have a lot of practice and right. you don't get so, so it's not going to show up until after all those 188 laps, I think it is, um, uh, to get to uh, you know to, to finish the race. Um, so, but it clearly was an attempt that uh, it worked, but it didn't because they got caught. <laughs> yep, so you feel like it probably was an attempt, and, and you feel like, a, for example, if uh, the 15th place car was also inspected that uh, his windshield bolts would have been tight. Don't think I it was a vibration have. issue. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. But that's a good thought. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, that settles that one. Anyway, it was great to see Ryan Blaney. Uh, another oh. disappointment. Kyle Busch gets wrecked uh, when Stenhouse. I'd like to see the bill on how many cars that Stenhouse had. But not really his fault. Stenhouse runs out of fuel and uh, totally ends the day for Ross Chastain and Kyle Busch gets into uh, Chastain and uh, does lots of damage for, with him. Uh, Randy, uh, we're, we're moving to the round of eight. This is the last shot. The roll race coming up at Charlotte is the last shot for Kyle to stay in the playoffs. Well, and don't count him out. I mean, this guy has the ability right. to jump up and, uh, and rise to any occasion. Um, He's obviously become a great road racer, and um, so I, I don't. Th- I think anything can happen, uh, and you know, there's a lot going on this race. I mean, there's a lot going on, and uh, so we'll see how, wh- where that leads. Um, I hope he gets in. Um, I, I, I would. I'm like you. I'd love to see Kyle. Uh, Kyle sorry, Kevin Harvick win a race before this season is over. Uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting playoffs. I will tell you that I was texting with Ryan's uh, dad, Dave, uh, and we were just messing around a little bit. And, uh, you know, Ryan, by the way, is one of those young kids back in the day who came and raced at the little New Smyrna Quarter Midget Track. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, along with Joey Logano, and I go into a little, a few more. But um, so it's it's cool. Uh uh, you know the story of uh, watching the Blaney's. Uh, Dave was uh, Dave was little. His his brother uh, was was little, and we were watching his dad race at a place called Tri City Speedway. 
uh, near my hometown. Uh, I watched them in Mercer, watched them in Lernerville. Lou drove uh, uh, sprint cars and uh, open-wheel modified cars. And so it was kind of fun, man. It was fun. I'm always a Ryan Blaney fan, always and always a Ryan Blaney fan. And it was cool because he did, he won the race. He's in the, he, continue, he moves to the next round. And then this was the week that that Mr. Uh, Penske was inducted into that that uh, unique uh, uh, fame, walk of fame experience in North Carolina. And so, what a great what a great great week! I mean, just awesome, awesome stuff. No doubt about it. Uh, we got a couple minutes. We're running out of time. I just wanted to touch on really quickly the 2024 schedule was released. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 500 on February 18th. Then back to back super speedways. Going to Atlanta on 225, and headed uh, to the West Coast, Vegas on 33, Phoenix on 310. No dirt races in 2024. Richmond, and I have my issues with this, but it is what it is. Richmond uh, will take place on Easter Sunday. Uh, that's on 331 at 6 p.m. in the evening. So at least everybody gets to get with family and go to church. North Wilkesboro All Star Race will happen there on the repave on 519. And then the first time in Iowa for the Cup Series on 616. That's exciting stuff. Championship weekend at Phoenix has been pushed back from uh, to November 8th through 10th, and they will not go to Canada. Uh, no racing there. So just to throw that out there, Kyle Busch is going to run five races for Spire in 2024. Ayla Deegan is going to move to Xfinity Race in the 15 a.m. racing machine. We can talk more about that next week. Uh, Carson Hosevar is going to run the last four races of the season for Legacy Motor Club. So a lot of stuff happening. Meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, the Charlotte Roval Xfinity race, 2 p.m. on the USA Network. The Cup race at 2 p.m. on Sunday on NBC. And as I told you earlier, the trucks will be back in action on the 21st at Homestead. We did it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being with us on Trackside with Randy and Terry. And we'll have lots more for you next week. Thanks much. Keep the race track.